Welcome to Gaining the Technology Leadership Edge, a podcast for tech executives. We provide strategies and tactics to help executives succeed and further their career goals. With interviews from industry experts, leaders, and innovators, this show will surely get you on the edge of your seat with thought-provoking advice on how to stay ahead of the competition. Welcome to Gaining the Technology Leadership Edge, a podcast exploring the latest trends, strategies, and insights in technology leadership. We'll discuss the most important topics and ideas shaping the industry today, from emerging technologies to digital transformation and beyond. Join us to learn all the juicy secrets of tech leaders, their biggest successes and failures, on our quest for gaining that all-important technology edge. So are you ready? Let's get started. Today's guest is Jesse Liu. Jessie is the founder of Digital Parenting Coaching. She is a mother of four and a cybersecurity expert. She faces the same task as all parents, rearing safe and responsible digital children. She has been able to help parents become confident digital parents, having better relationships with their children while empowering them to use electronic devices responsibly and stay safe online. She's been awarded CREA Global Awards 2021 for her outstanding work in digital parenting. She was also recognized by Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi's Mastermind Group as Women of Self-Education Revolution. So welcome to the show, Jesse. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, that's you have an amazing background. Um, but I think you're, you, the thing that intrigues me the most is um, what got you into digital parenting coaching? Um. Actually, uh, you know, there's a lot of stories, but maybe I actually bring it to a quick one. Like, uh, I think I actually started this during the pandemic, actually, because of my background, of my cybersecurity background. I know it's dangerous out there. And I was actually, my job was actually helping all these um, big organizations to uh, prevent all these hackers to get into access to their systems, right? So, and most of the time, no matter how many layers we put in, the hackers still need to able to compromise into the network, and and that and that is how sophisticated people or cyber criminals that we are dealing with. And because of my background, I was trying to delay technology access to my children until to the point that the pandemic came, and I I can't delay anymore because you know we are in the lockdown the school closed and they were asked to go continue with the online learning which they have their access to the computers tablets to you know to have the google classrooms and to have the uh the online learning experience and therefore i realized that oh my god <laughs> i need to do something you know like i i also like figure out that uh the another concern i have is about the the smartphone addictions or uh, inter- internet addictions, which is sure. very a lot, uh, is a is a quite a common problem nowadays. And I saw my a lot of my friends struggle with that. The moment they pass the device, they're addicted. I think in the beginning when they pass, they just take treat it as like a tech nannies. They just pass it. Okay, so he'll be quiet. I can do my job. And then as the child grows. They become like so addicted to the device that every single time they would just ask for the device and they were so addicted. And then they start complaining that, oh, my God, my child is addicted to the device. (laughs) And then I realized that, oh, my God, I have to do something. I think there's two parts that I need to deal. Number one is about like, hey, all these devices are very addictive. 
And even more, I, I can say that a lot of adults, they are addicted to their smartphone, right? And then the second thing that I'm also aware is about the internet dangers out there. And then I, I realized I need to do something. And therefore, I, 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 I start my digital parenting. I need to figure out how I can actually parenting them to use the these devices uh, in a safe way and in an empowering way because I believe that uh, I, I believe in having a closer relationship with them rather trying to actually restrict them because I, the more we restrict, the more they want and the more they actually try to find ways to actually get it. And I think that nowadays a child, uh, they are very smart in terms of tech. They can use tech and they can master tech in a very easy uh, way compared with uh, people in in older like maybe in the nine uh, people in the grandmas maybe they will have some difficulty mastering the tech but I, I think kids nowadays they are very smart they they can just master the tech in a very short time and then uh, why I decided to sh share is when one of my friends actually called me up and shared that she was fighting with her son to wrestle the smartphone because of the gaming addictions. Then I was got like really shocked and I say, huh, you fight because of the smartphone? And it's a physical wrestle. And then some more, uh, because she is very close to me, I, I know her personality. She's not like a kind of very uh, physical or very aggressive person, you know? So I was like, huh, really? And then I, 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 of course, we sit down and I, I, dis I discuss with her and I realized that what is the problems that she have. And then I realized that, okay, maybe this is something that I can share with the world. And that's how I actually got started. Oh, that's amazing. But I mean, it's, it's funny. Um, a lot of people didn't think about that, about the pandemic, that now you're putting some children onto a computer so they can do school for however many hours. Um, but at the same time, Who's keeping an eye on what they're doing on the computer besides school? You know, um, my own son, um, junior and senior year of high school was spent a lot of it online uh, because of the pandemic. And he said, you know, a lot of times you know, I'd see the kids sitting there and they'd have the camera set up so they can stare straight at the screen. Uh, and then they'd get called on and they wouldn't respond. And it would turn out that they like muted the Zoom and they were messing around on their computer, you know. So that's a that that's a pretty amazing thing. So what 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 advice do you have for parents for like you you made a great point. You said you don't want to restrict them. You want them to have like a trusting relationship with you. So what's some advice you could give to parents who are in a similar situation um on how to make it so that they have that trusting relationship rather than having to resort to restrictions? I think it's actually really empowering them how to use it rather than trying to control and limit because I, I've actually talked to many parents and I realized that because I think a lot of screen time, too much of screen time is bad. It definitely is actually going to affect our children's mental health, their sleep, their eat. And, you know, sometimes uh, the addictions can really, really go into deep rooted, like they are spending like 12 hours, eight hours. And basically all they do is just on the smartphone. If not, they are they go to school and maybe that's the time that they didn't have the access to the smartphone. <laughs> and basically that's, that's their childhood, which is kind of sad, you know, like the childhood with just smartphone and, <laughs> and, uh, and school. Um, I, I was actually trying to find a way as well. And, and because of, uh, because one of the, one of the key thing that uh, 
my friend actually passed on in March 2019, I realized that the most important to me is the connections with my children, because at the end of the day, that is all matters. And I realized that, okay, so if the connection is the most important, right, because I want to actually have a, a, a good relationship with her to the end of my life and, you know, to instead of just parents and maybe, you know, when they turn into adults, then they can be, you are still the parents, but you're also kind of like a guide plus friends that they can still come to you and, and so on, rather than, you know, like the parents and child don't speak anymore. And it's all triggered because of my friends pass on. And I realized that uh, whenever I tried to limit and control, I felt that there's a disconnect between me and my eldest daughter because uh, she's the eldest and she needs to use the device. Uh, and my twins at the time is only four years old. And, and I, I basically just stopped them for any having any online access because I don't think it works for them anyway. So, but for, for my time, for my daughter, I felt that there's a huge disconnect. Like she, she was resisting me a lot. And then I realized that, okay, it doesn't seem to work because when I, she resists me, you are not getting the child to work together with you. You see, when mm -hmm. you are, your child is resisting you or your child is not willing to cooperate with you, you, you actually having this task very difficult. I think that it's not just digital parenting and any parenting, you know, if you don't get your child to be on the same page with you, you know, you just tell them, do as what I say. And she, she or she keeps telling you, no, I'm not going to do what you said. And then you will find that even to complete a single task is like, a, wow, this is a huge task. Or maybe instead of getting done in one minute or two minutes, you will get them done in 10 hours because the fights, the resistance, the shouting, the yelling and all that. So I, I reckon that it's not going to work, right? And, and therefore, I think that uh, you have to really find a way that to make sure that your child and you are on the same page so that both of you actually able to work together. You know, it, it sounds like funny because people feel like, but he's my child. But I think it's also the same, you know, like when you get your child to understand to how to work together with you, it's easier. And it's also teaching them a life skills, right? When they are out there, when they are actually out to the corporate world and working, they also know how to actually find ways to work with people so that they can get their jobs done. And I, I hope that it actually give you some perspective on that. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, I mean, I was sitting here thinking as you were talking about that, that like um, a common thing here um, is like parents tell, telling their like high school age kids, hey, you know what? If you go to a party and you're and you are the person who drove you there has been drinking, call me. I'm not going to uh, yell at you for drinking. You know, um, even though you might want to. Um, what has to happen though is I, I think what I'm getting at here is if you if you work with a child like on the technology issue and you set down some some boundaries and you say you know as long as you follow these, this is what you're going to be able to do. You have to stick to that because you know you mentioned before you know you want to have a trusting relationship. And like, you know, example, like my, one of my, one of my children, she called me and she said, you know, my friend's been drinking and um, I can't get a ride home. So can you come and pick me up? I picked her up. And like, when we got home, she sat there on the couch and I said, why don't you, why aren't you going to bed? And she goes, well, when are you going to yell at me? And I said, I told you, I'm not going to yell at you. If you call me, I just want you home safe. I think it's the same thing with, with technology. You know, you can't break the agreement you make with the child. I mean, unless of course they did something, it's a punishment and you're you know, taking away a privilege. That's a different story. 
And I think they can connect that. Um, but as soon as you violate the boundaries that you set, then they're going to do the same thing and they're not going to care. And unfortunately, you know, what, uh, here's the question I have for you. What do you do about the child who, you know, says, yes, 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 I'll do that. But then sneaking around behind your back, doing exactly what you asked them not to. Okay, that's a, that's a great question. And actually, a lot of parents actually face that as well. So if actually can't, you know, if you the, the children actually can't stick to it, then you have to actually really understand what is the reason why he can't stick to it. Like, if this expectation is too high, number one is the expectation could be too high. Like, yeah. and I'm not talking about digital parenting, but for, for any, any request that you put in, is it the demand is too high? Well, right, because it could be, you could be asking something. Unfortunately, people tend to think by age and you could be asking a 10-year-old to do something that you think a 10-year-old should be able to do, but your 10-year-old maybe can't do that. That makes sense. Yes, yes. And I, I think that people didn't realize that, you know, you have to actually assess your child capability whether one, can he actually do the expectations or not? And sometimes is they can't. And therefore they they just, they just give up. They say, ah, this... This is just to entertain my mom so that she just stops to neck at me. Right. <laughs> and I go away. <laughs> you know, that that's the child and the lady. Okay, I'll say yes, yes, yes. So that my child, my mom stops and I can actually go around. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And then the second thing is also like about like, is the child really keen on committing these boundaries on, on the agreement that you guys have or whether it's rules? And sometimes I want to actually mention about like the rules, you know, like, because when I actually say rules, right, it's giving me impressions like, okay, do as what I said, but it may not be in line with the child's, right? And when you actually do that, they will say, okay, yes, mom, I'll do that, I'll do that. But then uh, they will stick behind so that, you know, they, you, you, he can continue to do what he wants. So, you know, like then you have to actually relook into the rules or maybe turn into an agreement that where you and your child meets. Maybe there's a like a middle ground, you know, yeah, compromise. Like, compromise that, uh, you know, both of you can meet and it's something that he is willing to commit. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who might say, well, you shouldn't negotiate with children and whatnot. But I mean, unfortunately, if we're talking about a tool like technology um, and you're in a situation where that's how they're getting their education because of the pandemic, as an example, um, you have to negotiate those things because you have to make it so that they're safe uh, and you feel comfortable. I mean, those are, you know, really huge, um, but also that they feel comfortable following the rules that you set um, and they don't feel that it's some kind of hindrance to their schoolwork. Because I mean, I've, I've talked to parents before who will say, well, I caught my son doing this, but he told me that the rule I set kept him from being able to do his report for school. And, you know, children don't aren't wise enough most of the time to come to the parent and say, hey, you know that rule you set? Well, I have to do this report and I can't get it done because of that rule. Because then you'd renegotiate with them and fix it, right, for that issue. Um, so I think that that's actually really good advice, you know, like make sure that they can follow the rule because otherwise you're just setting them up for failure, right? I mean, it's, it just is what it is. So what do you think is the biggest danger um, when it comes to the internet and children? 
Well, there, there's a lot actually. Uh, but I can I, I think one of the big thing that people actually mention like is about the online strangers. But you know, like sometimes I felt that online strangers could be something that you, you know it can be easily tackled. Like don't talk to strangers. But ultimately, your child needs to understand what's the reasons why they shouldn't talk to you know people online or people online strangers, and you know how you can actually verify this person also on and and so on. Um, but it's not like uh, completely eliminating that, oh, you can't talk to strangers because the more you try to hide and, you know, they should be have a like um, trusting and safe space communications for both of you to discuss like, hey, I've met this, this people, it seems to be nice. And then maybe that is the point that you can actually bring out and actually assess and walk through with him. You know, like, you know, uh, sometimes we also meet people from online. And they are legitimate as well. Like me and you, Mike, we actually met online. Right. From you are from the States. So, you know, that is very hardly that we will actually cross paths with not, without the internet. Well, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's one of the things is you don't want to scare them so much that they think everybody online is out to get them and, you know, isn't who they say they are. But, but like we talked about, I mean, just the same thing as a kid not being discerning enough to say, hey, mom that rule you set's interfering with my schoolwork. How can we fix it? They're not discerning enough to know what's what's good and what's bad. And I think, I actually think it's not a whole lot different than the whole stranger danger thing when they're out in public. You know, don't talk to strangers, don't, don't get into a stranger's car, et cetera. I think it's a very similar thing. You know, don't accept private messages from strangers. I mean, I actually, myself, you know, I'm a 58-year-old man and I have in my Instagram bio, that I block random people who DM me because let's be real, 99% of those people are scammers anyway. Uh, so why waste your time, right? Um, but what I've noticed as a side benefit, scammers don't bother me anymore because they know they're just, they're wasting their time. As soon as I see the message, they're blocked. And I taught my children when they were younger, you know, to avoid, you know, only chat with your friends. Don't chat with people you don't know. Um, but, you know, that doesn't always work. Um, what do you think? Well, so you said, so, so, you, so you're saying that just in general. Um, yeah, but there is more internet dangers like misinformation. There are many information that is out um, there. There are billions of information, but not all of them are true. And I think that is actually very critical to uh, get our children to really understand that not all the information out there is true. And they, they need, we need to instill critical thinking in our children to see whether this is for them or this is not for them. And sometimes uh, when, when, when they are child, there is not like us, like you, you and I, we have some experience in working. We have actually many years dealing with people. So we, we have our lens, how we view things and how we actually do things differently. But for child, they, 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 they are just like, uh, they, they may not have the experience that we, what we have, like the critical thinking, the things, you know, they could be a sponge, you know, they just be like a sponge, just absorbing everything, every single thing that you, they actually come to into their screens. And that is quite, could be very alarming because you do not know what they're exposed to. And sometimes all these contents, when, you know, like the, the social media, even the YouTube, even all the internet algorithms, the moment you search for this and the rest will start to come and then they just confirm they are just like uh telling you that whatever you think is true is the truth <laughs> you know that that's the right. idea yes 
And then that could be very dangerous, you know, like, so we need to actually teach our children like, hey, this is this, this for me, like, at least the basic things that they need to do is like, I see this, this is not for me, and they immediately they reject. And I think that is actually a very crucial steps that many parents did not do. And, and sometimes when I have a lot of parents come to my call before, and when they share that their child has been like brainwashed, you know, like to certain uh, uh, perspective, like I, I can, I can remember, I can't remember one conversations I had, like, but the mom actually shared the child. I think that child is only like 13, 14 years old. And suddenly she has some perceptions about terrorism's uh, uh, lesbian and gay and also sexism like feminine how feminine should be and all that you know like it, it's kind of like weird because I remember when I was 13 years old I was not thinking about all this no right I think it resonates with you right then I say that something is wrong if she was thinking about this is no like the most exposure he got and she was got brainwashed is due because of the the things that she watched on the on the internet and that's kind of like uh scares me actually because you realize that once the your mindset you 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 have to understand your mindset is the most powerful thing that you have your brain and your mindset is the most powerful thing that you have and the moment the moment you have uh you know like the moment you have a child being brainwashed right it's very hard to change that because once the mindset is like being set, right, and the be and the mindset and the behaviors and your habits, or even all your decision making is actually derived from your mindset, and that is how powerful it is. You know, like whatever your decision making, your habits is actually derived from your mindset. And when your mindset is like, I don't know, you know, being haywired, right, then you will start to see that the behavior, the decision making is like, oh, what, what are you doing? Well, yeah. And I think, I mean, a big part of the problem is the disconnect that it creates from reality because they don't know how to handle like going, like when I was younger, um, 13 years old, I was out and about playing with friends and, you know, I did all sorts of different things. Um, I, I was a big baseball fan and I used to play a baseball game on the steps of the apartment complex I lived in. I mean, you just make up games. Kids don't do that today. Their imagination is a little bit more squished up because of, you know, they have instant gratification. They can go on YouTube and instantly see this, that, or the other thing or be made to laugh. Um, but they don't know how to deal with people. And I really think like I've made this comment, you know, here in the United States, we've been having a real, real, real serious um, gun violence issue. And I, and a lot of times it's younger people like 18, 19, 20 years old. And I really think they just lack social skills and they hear things on the internet and they don't know how to verify whether it's true or not. And to your point, it gets into their head. And then once it gets into their head, they create this ideology around it and it turns into hatred. And, you know, then they get their hands on mom and dad's gun and they take it to school, you know, to school and they shoot people. Um, it's, it's a really um, frustrating uh, situation because on the one hand it should be a tool that helps them gain knowledge and understanding but at the same time it's a tool that's distorting the knowledge you know that they that they're getting so that's that's actually a really good point but how do you teach them how to be discerning enough that this is wrong and this one is right 
I, I think that is is really like instilling the the values and also about like instilling the critical thinking because I think that nowadays you know like a lot of child they are just spoon fit like uh take 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 but you know you you when you actually practice mindfulness and actually really questioning that hey what is this is this for me is this not for me then you actually live in a mind very mindful way because uh one of the key things that I live is really like living mindfully, like being aware of what is my thoughts, what is my behaviors right now. And, and also like, uh, you know, having even a conscious relationship, like, you know, like what, what I'm actually talking about, it's also having a conscious relationship, what type of relationship you want with your child, rather than just like uh, the, the typical, okay, I'm your parent, your child, and then that's it, you know, like, and, and when you actually start instilling the being mindful and and you know, start to really think what is there for me, then they start to think, hey, whether is this for me or not? But is this really in line with my values? Okay, so this one is about, for example, for, for this, is like this is about like violence and all that. Is this for me? And the answer for them it could be no, because I don't like violence. I'm not a violence person and I don't think violence do good for any people. And all right. So I may see these contents, but they may actually reject because at the end of the day, you know, like invest, you have parental control software, we can actually like help you to filter. But in reality is they can't filter much. They can filter the one that is very straightforward. Oh, porn, out. Uh, okay, this is about sex, out. This is about tobacco, alcohol, out. You know, but what there are some contents that is like in the middle, it's not like white or black, but it's in the gray. And sometimes most of them, they're actually able to pass through. And a lot of people, they want to actually pass through and get to the children, right? And, and that's where we can't control because, you know, unless you want to sit with, beside your child all the time to see what he's <laughs> watching, but it's not realistic because we, we, have, we have our own things to do. We have our work, we have our house, uh, household to take care um, and we, we also need to have some time for us, you know, like yeah. we can't be the child all the time. And therefore, it's actually teaching them the skills to really see that, hey, is this for me or not? Is this not for me? Or maybe, you know, like some, like, I, I think I my daughter actually bring up a conversations about, like, uh, she saw that, she didn't saw, but her friends actually, you know, like, they are, I know they mix around. And all of them, especially when they are in the secondary schools, right? Uh, and I think by actually even 12 years old, most of the children, they already have some kind of smartphone or they have access to the tablets. Right, even in Malaysia. So, and they have, they are very in, you know, they are very updated and they keep updating each other. Hey, you know what? I, I saw this, I saw this, you know, have you actually saw that? And then they, uh, they will also tell you what the influencers they like and they're following like uh, Instagram and all that. So my child, my daughter knows that uh, or they have some Snapchat or Instagram, but my daughter didn't have a social media and she's still kind of cool with that. She still feel that, okay, I, it's okay. I don't want to have that as well. But uh, I think there's a YouTube videos where uh, this lady is very young. I think she she assumes that this lady is more probably in the ten years old and ten years old, eleven years old, and the way she dresses is just like very kind of sexy, you know. And 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 she actually bring up, you know, like hey, it's quite young, you know, trying to be sexy at ten years old, eleven years old. That's like it's kind of like weird, you know, like and she kind of reckon that and say. And and uh because she actually bring up when me and my my husband was there, my husband is also a tech a techie guy. He's 
uh, he's still working in tech industries. So, and then um, my husband actually asked, okay, maybe she, she's doing something or, or selling something or, or, you know, like, you know, because we do not know the content, we didn't mm -hmm. see the content. Um, and she said, no, she's just standing there trying to post here and there, try to be sexy, you know, that kind of thing. It was like kind of weird, you know, and, and she recognized that this is not for her. And she says that, hey, this is something is wrong. And, and this is how the, the, the mindset and the critical thinking you want to have your children to have because they realize that, hey, something is wrong. And, and you know, like 10 year old, 11 year old, what you're trying to be sexy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that I relate to that story because, um, gosh, probably eight years ago, um, my 21 year old was 13 at the time. And probably the previous year she had met, um, through a friend of her, she met these two girls from Florida who um, were playing a game. They all play the same game. And they, you know, they got to, she checked them out, made sure they were for real. You know, like I was actually really proud of her. She said, can we get on a video call? I want to you know, see that you're who you say you are. And, you know, they, they're actually, in fact, one of them came to my, her, her college graduation recently, but one of the other girl, the second girl though, um, started like around 14, 15, she started noticing that as she put on a bikini and took pictures and put it up on Instagram, that boys would pay attention to her. And so both girls had a talk with her and like, you know, that's not how you should get attention. And um, they kept talking to her about it. And she just kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point where like, she would wear lingerie, you know, at 15 years old, she'd wear lingerie and take pictures. And they told her, you know, if you can't, you know, if, if you're not going to take our advice, then we can't really stay friends with you because, you know, that's against our values. Like we don't do that. Um, if you ever saw my daughter, you know, she, she dresses like a Amish person, you know, like really everything's cut. She's always covered. And I'm, you know, I'm really proud of her for, for making the right choices, but that was one that I was really proud of her for because she didn't just do the typical teenager thing of I'm not talking to her anymore. She made it a point to have a conversation with her and say, Here's the thing, you know, I've been watching this and I can't really, I, I feel uncomfortable for you. So can you try to, can you try to change that? And it'd be better for you and, you know, better for our friendship. And then after a couple of months when she didn't change it, you know, they kind of broke away from her. Um, so that, and I mean, it, it relates to what your daughter, you know, what your daughter saw. I mean, that's, that's excellent that she could notice that, you know, uh oh, you know, that really she's a little too young for that. Because I think sometimes children, they, especially with their friends, they overlook those things. Um, so, um, well, we're kind of running low on time. Um, why don't you let people know where they can find you if they want to reach out um, and how to get in touch with you for help with um, the digital parenting? Okay. Uh, basically, you can actually find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, basically, uh, my user ID is very simple. It's Jesse Liu SP, uh, J E S S I E L I E W S P. And if you want to learn more about digital parenting, I actually advise you to come to my webinar. Uh, it's called 20 Painful Mistakes That Parents Regret Making in Their Child Screen Time and How to Avoid Them. Uh, so you can actually get that at bit.ly slash screen time mistakes. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure those things get into the show notes and the YouTube description. Uh, so people don't have to crazily scribble it all down. Um, but, you know, thank you so much for um, coming on. I mean, you know, it's been a great conversation and um, you have a lot of great insights. And I, I actually agree with uh, your approach. So 
Um, but th thanks so much for tuning in to Gaining Technology Leadership Edge. We hope you've had a good time with us, learning everything you need to know to stay ahead of the technology curve. Remember, be curious, be updated on all the latest trends, and show them who's the boss. Until next time, we'll be back with plenty more techie tips and tricks so you can stay on top of your game.